I want them to start looking in the mirror. I want you to start seeing their reflection of who you want to be. The reflection of the potential that you have inside of you that God created you with. And stop looking at the mirror through your past failures, through opinions of other people. I want you to look in the mirror and really see when you look into your pupils and look into your soul, you'll truly see that you can really accomplish what God put in your heart to do. Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, Episode 576. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I am so excited for the conversation that is about to happen today because my friend Daniel Gomez from Daniel Gomez Enterprises is going to be chatting with you, chatting with me, and regardless of where you are in your life or your spiritual background, I know you're going to get a lot out of today's conversation because I get a lot out of every conversation with Daniel. And how many do we have a week? Like three or four right now? <laughs> it's been, I tell you what, it's been quite a bit. I've, I got to say I've enjoyed it and I've actually learned a lot from you too, Kim. So it's a thank you for having me on your podcast. It's uh, I'm honored. I'm really, really honored. So thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. My dear listener, I want to let you know that Daniel and I have, I would say we have walked side by side on quite a journey of growth in the last, how many months has it been? I think we've known each other almost nine months, but I'd say that the real growth has been in the last five months for us both. What do you say? Yeah, I would say actually probably the first week or last, right after Christmas, I think that I would say that the Christmas was on the 25th. Of course, I would say the 27th that weekend because we had a, some stuff on the funnel and just, I think our friendship blossomed into a brother and sisterhood. So um, I would say definitely five months for sure. Absolutely. So Daniel is an author, a speaker, a coach in the area of leadership and team development and sales and so much more. But Daniel, I would love for you to just jump in. I think you actually just got one of the best introductions that I've ever given just because I know you better than a lot of the other guests, you know, background wise. But I would love for you to share a bit of your journey with listeners so they understand where you came from and how you got to where you are today. Well, you know, I was in the automotive industry for many years. I started off at the bottom working in sales and they call it walking the pavement, right? You're, you're walking the pavement, you're walking the cement every single day. And I did that for three years, just started off from the bottom and became the top salesman, then the salesman of the year, then salesman of the year twice. And so sales is my, is my background. And through that, over a period of 18, 19 years, I moved up to management and sales manager you know, new car director. Then I became the GSM and I was a owner of a Chevrolet dealership. I was his right-hand man. So that's kind of where a lot of my skills came from just over 19 years of doing that. But you don't realize how much you have until you're put into a situation where you have to go back and reflect on your life. And, you know, I up to that point, 19 years in the car business. And so at this point I was about 40, 43 years old. I had never, never reflected on my life. I don't think to be honest, to say that I got it on, on a piece of paper and wrote down, okay, well, let's look back at what happened and really analyze what's going on in your life and try to grow from that. I never really done that. And when my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer, 
this September will be two years that my life just like changed. It was just like it literally, I say this on stage, it's like I got hit by a 18 wheeler runaway truck, like boom. And you have that deer eyed look like, oh crap, what do I do? What do I do with this? And I've had God in my life before when my dad passed away. I got saved at, at the age of 26. And for five years, I served him every day, every month, you know, every day, every month. And but little by little, you know, you kind of have one foot in, one foot out. And we've always went to church, but my heart wasn't in it. Huh. And when my wife was diagnosed for breast cancer, it's just like it was it was kind of God. I don't want to know. It was God calling his prodigal son home. Yeah. Now, I read your book. You know, I read your book. <laughs> and. Listeners, maybe we'll get into why Daniel would know I wrote his book. But the I didn't realize that you were in the car industry, in car sales for 19 years. And did you say you owned the Chevy dealership? No. In other words, I was the main guy. I was a general sales manager in the Chevy dealership. But I I ran the whole dealership with the owner. The owner. Okay. I was going to say, how did I miss that part? (laughs) Did I skip that chapter? You know, I, I, I don't think I really wrote a lot about that, the car business and, and that, but uh, yeah, so you do, you have these skills. So what I started doing was when my wife, when she got depressed on me after having her double mastectomy, I felt that God was tugging at my heart to, to do the right thing. I didn't know at the time I was honoring her, but God was wanting me to honor my wife and, and leave the car business and take care of her. And he's like, look, money's not going to save you this time. You need me. And as we started this journey, I was at home and she was literally asleep at, you know, because she was recovering from her double mastectomy for almost, you know, four to six weeks. She was just laying down on the couch downstairs and we'd walk around and I tend to her. But I started reading because she was asleep a lot of the times. And I read Thinking Grow Rich. And I believe in my heart and soul I was ready for Thinking Grow Rich because I read it and I, like a fire lit up inside of me. Was it the first time you had read it? It's the second time that I read it. Okay. But it's the first time that I really, really read it. Okay, because I, I was going to say, I've read it once. And while there were a couple parts that I really got, I haven't had that experience. So that's why I had to ask. Because I think they're, I have to read it again when I'm really ready to read it. Well, you know, this is what happens. I think it's not just with Thinking Grow Rich, but it's with a lot of, a lot of books that we come across. Sometimes we're not ready for a certain part of it and, and our eyes don't see it. We don't see it. But I promise you, even if the books you've, you've said, you know, I've, I already read this book. You go back and you read it and you're like, how did I miss this? But first of all, you're at a different level as, as spiritually. So you've grown since the last time you've read it. So I highly recommend your viewers to read any book that they really, really loved. Go back and read it again, because I promise you, you're going to find more gold nuggets than you realize the first time. Because you're at a different stage of your life. Absolutely. And you know that I've been reading more this this year. And listeners, if you haven't yet listened, I do have an episode that I actually just put out recently about the books that I read in the first quarter of 2019. That's episode 559. So there will be a link in the show notes. But that is one of the ways that I seem to text Daniel a lot is just taking pictures of excerpts that I'm reading. And I don't know if I've ever shared with you, Daniel, but I started reading The Purpose Driven Life probably five or six times before this year. And I was never able to make it past day four. I don't know. I I would like to say I tried, 
but I can't really say I tried. But this time, and I started reading it on January 1st. Listeners, we're now in May. Okay, I'm still not done, but I'll tell you that every single time I read a day, because I'll pick it up and I'll read a day anytime I pick it up, that day was meant to be read. God, and God works that way. Mm-hmm. So in Think and Grow Rich, it talks about writing your chief definite purpose. And um, I remember Googling and I found Bruce Lee's chief definite purpose. And it really spoke to me. So I kind of wrote his down and outlined his and I adjusted mine to kind of mimic his. And it talks about saying this to reprogram your beliefs, to reprogram your mind. Say it every day in the morning and every day, twice a day to begin with. So honestly, Kim, for the last year and a half, I've been saying my chief definite purpose every single day. What is your chief definite purpose? Now you have to share it with all of us. I can say it. It's, kind of, it's, it's going to take me about three minutes. <laughs> I don't mind doing that. But it's, it's kind of like a, it's like a story. It's a story that you write to yourself. And like for mine is, um, I'll say it. I'll go through it pretty quickly. It's, I, Daniel B. Gomez, am a multimillionaire. I have $100,038,978 in my savings account, in my possession, which comes to me in various amounts. In return for my millions, I am the highest paid and best international speaker, corporate trainer, and confidence coach in the world. I am the next Tony Robbins. I am the next John Maxwell. I am a TEDx speaker. I, Daniel B. Gomez, am delivering the best inspirational keynotes that impact and change lives. I, Daniel B. Gomez, am also known as the best corporate trainer, resilient speaker, and confidence coach for all industries. Starting today, I will inspire, motivate, improve, train, and consult the lives of the people I meet. I am a magnet to the health, wealth, happiness, gratitude, success, and millions I desire. My faith is so strong that I can now see this money before my eyes. I can feel it with my hands, and I can smell it with my nose. It has been transferred to my account for services rendered. I truly believe with God all things are possible. I, Daniel B. Gomez, am living the millionaire life and future I desire. I live life on a millionaire's frequency. Mm. Okay, I, I missed that section of Think and Grow Rich. I think I need to reread it. Yeah, it's actually the first uh, like first two chapters. It's I believe it's in, actually it might even be in the first chapter. How did I miss that? Clearly, I wasn't ready for it yet. <laughs> and I've been saying this, Kim, every single day. And what it does, it takes you to a different... Because you have to remember, me and you, everybody, we're all energy. Our bodies are energy. We're made of atoms that are constantly moving and we produce a frequency. That's why when you go to somebody's house or a get together, somebody either gives off a good vibe or a bad vibe. You ever, you know, you go to to, say they invite you to a barbecue or something. You're like, man, you just get that bad vibe. Yeah. Well, that's the frequency of the house that you're at. And as people, we give off this frequency and the whole thing of life to get to where you want to go is you just have to change the frequency that you're at. It's easier said than done, but it can be done. And when you focus on the things that you want to attain and you're telling yourself, I am a multimillionaire, you're telling yourself, I am the best corporate trainer. When you're telling yourself these things, the people that you need come into your life like yourself. I mean, think about it. There was a hundred and I, I don't remember exactly. There were 200 you, people in that room. There was 200 people there at New Media Summit in Austin. And out of all the people that could have been assigned to me, it was you. Mm-hmm. Why? And who did I gravitate towards? You. Mm-hmm. And it's just how it works because you, you build these frequencies because like attracts like. Yep. Yeah. 
So yeah. right before we jumped on and right before I found my little recorder button that was hiding, we were talking about how you went with your wife this past weekend to a Danny Johnson conference. And you told me to write down in this order, God first, marriage second, kids third, and business fourth. I'd love to know if when you were working as a GSM before your wife was diagnosed, was it in that order? Oh, no, it was business first. <laughs> it was business first. And something that something that they talked about at the conference was your capacity. And your capacity is the ability to take on new responsibilities, your capacity to, to grow. And the thing is, when you're out of alignment, when you're out of order, it's not blessed. You're, you're cursing yourself. And I think year after year after year of being out of order, my capacity was just overflowing. It was exploding. And that's where the frustration sits in. That's where the short temper sits in. And that's where the unhappiness sits in. And I was just like, wow, I didn't realize it like that. And Danny does a great job of teaching this. And it was a great lesson. But because when you put God first, that's the first thing to get into your, when you get God in your heart, you stop doing all those excess activities just to stay busy because you want to be a people pleaser or you want to fill that void in your life. God fills that void in your life. What they talked about is you have to leave some space to grow. You have to leave. It's okay to say no. Like there was this one lady that, you know, she has her kids and I'm just, I might be a little bit off on the sport, but say their kids in hockey, their kids in basketball, their kids in this, and they're always practice, practice where they're running themselves ragged but they're just trying to keep their kid happy. And it's like, you're not supposed to do that. You got to, you got to leave. It's okay to t- tell your kids no sometimes because if you if your relationship with your kid is taking you away from spending time with your husband, well, then you're out of order there. And this whole part just really spoke to me because in my own business right now, I mean, I've been blessed by God tremendously for, for being my first year and a half in business. I mean, I've been, I couldn't have asked for a more amazing start, but it really, what spoke out to me, because I've always spent time with God in the morning, but what really spoke to me is I, I was putting God, then my work, and then my wife and my kids. And it's funny because you get back from the conference, and yesterday it's like my son came home from Texas State, and I had a chance to kind of practice what I what I learned. And uh, so yesterday I was going to start working, and I really wanted to start working, and I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me, okay, are you going to put your son before work, or are you going to do what you learned? And so I took the time to go downstairs and just talk to him for five minutes. And it wasn't a long time, but it just the fact that you are aware of that, I believe God blesses that. He's going to bless it in the long run. But the thing is, is we want that instant gratification. We want to get that instant dopamine fix. And it doesn't work that way. We're so used to having everything microwaved and, okay, I get it in five seconds. No, because those seeds that you're sowing into your wife, into your, your kids, Either if you're aware of it or you're not aware of it, you're planting something in their in their hearts and their souls, and either you're edifying them and lifting them up, or you're putting them second place to what you're doing, and they're never going to value themselves the way they should. So I made a 19 for 2019 list. I think I shared this with you, Daniel, when I wrote it, and I know I shared it with the listeners. But one of the items on that list was that I'll have dinner with my family every night of 2019. Now I'll tell you, all of you, that I have not been perfect on this so far this year. But in all of 2018, 
I ate dinner with my family 10 times at tops or at most. And that's so sad because I was always putting business first. But I mean, even just last night, my little Zelda, she, she cuddled up next to me on the bench. I mean, with that many people in our family, we have a bench on one side and chairs on the other, but she wanted to sit next to her mama and she cuddled up and then she just wanted to keep on cuddling up. So we went and I took my laptop to bed. I don't recommend that, but I do it a lot. And <laughs> she just, she started snoring and I just felt so blessed because I had put her first. And yeah. I, I told my husband, I don't want to move. I love this too much. Like, I don't want to wake her up. Well, coincidentally, pardon me, listeners, I haven't even had a chance to share this with Daniel yet. I was supposed to have a call with your VA last night. But when I did move her, she woke up and she was a holy terror. And she would not stop screaming. And then the other two joined in. So I told your VA, I will record a video when it gets quiet and I will send it to you exactly what we need done. <laughs> but I'm like, okay. I had to put, even in that moment, I had to put the kids first because they were screaming. There was something wrong, but sometimes we just need to tell them to be quiet. Go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And I promise you if, you, if you do that, if you follow that, that order of, of God, marriage and your kids and, and then your work, it's going to be blessed. Like just, I, I see a difference just in my marriage. It's just like me and my wife are sillier. It sounds funny or, or dumb, but it's just, a, it's amazing just to have that relationship with my wife of just being silly and really enjoying each other. And, and I, and it breaks my heart. Cause I do some, when I do my coaching, sometimes I do the, the my, with my one-on-ones, I hear some of these, you know, some of these managers and executives that have these marriages and it's just like, they're empty and they're so angry, but it's like, because they don't, they have everything out of whack. We think, now believe me, my goal is I'm going to reach that multimillionaire level. But it's like it'll come when you're doing all the other things. But when you make that your priority and you're just chasing riches, then that's where the uneasiness and the frustration sits in. Because just think about it. Look at look at poor Robin Williams. He had all the riches, all the fame, but deep down inside he felt empty. Yeah. And it's sad yeah. because he was such a talented person. And there's many people with that same scenario that that, you know, they're how what is it? They're um just unhealthy unsatisfied and happy because there's a difference between being rich and having wealth. Wealth is you're blessed to be a blessing to the people around you. And wealth is you have wealth in your family and your relationships and everything. And that's what I'm after is, is true wealth in life, not just to be rich and have a big bank account. And then you're, you're not a happy person. That's not, it's not what was intended for all of us. You keep on answering questions before I have a chance to ask them. Because I was going to ask that, what does wealth mean to you? I think that has been a big shift in, in me this year, thanks to you, because I read Danny Johnson's Spirit Driven Success. And I never thought about the fact that the more I make, the more I can give. And the more I give, the bigger population I can serve. Yeah. And just that I'm not doing anybody justice by not charging my my true worth, regardless of whether or not you are a Christian, whether, regardless of whether or not you serve the same God that Daniel and I do, you have, in my opinion, a responsibility to do your best and to charge your true worth so that you can serve a bigger population with your 
with your awesomeness and with your expertise. Yeah, well, just think about this. It doesn't matter what your faith is, and, and I agree with you on that. But w- no matter who we are, li- your listeners out there, we all have children. Whether it's a, a boy or a girl, we all have children, and we love to see them happy. We love to see them play. We love to see them being kids and grow up and succeed. What parent doesn't want that? Well, I want you to get that thought, put that thought, that picture in your mind of your kids playing, of your kids out there on the playground having fun, and you're just it puts just fulfillment in your heart. Well, the same way we enjoy seeing our children, you know, our Creator, our God loves to see us play and have fun and enjoy life because that's part that's what that's what we were created for was to if you read it in the first part of the bible it talks about be fruitful and multiply and that's what we're supposed to do it be fruitful right produce good fruit and multiply it give it away and how do you how do you give away how does an apple fall off a tree it was well, it has all these seeds inside of it one apple falls into the ground and it produces many other trees and that's how it multiplies and you're right you're blessed to be a blessing you had me thinking, and sorry, this is not fair to you, but when you were saying be fruitful and multiply, one of my twins last week was sing-songing. Mama has a baby in her belly, like over and over again. I'm like, heaven help me. No, I do not. <laughs> Listeners, I am not pregnant. The kitchen is closed. And you've heard me say before that I burn everything I cook. I am, you know... I'm trying to do my best to raise these kittens that I baked in my oven for all those months, but I am not having more children. (laughs) Um, But you just had me thinking about that. But in the spirit of be fruitful and multiply, we have that responsibility to pass on what we're learning to our kids. And I'm seeing a great difference in what I'm trying and what I'm doing my best, perhaps I should say, to teach my children versus what I was taught, and I'm not saying that my parents are bad parents by any means. They always taught me that I could do anything that I wanted to do and I could go to whatever college I wanted to go to, but that was the path. They preferred that I go to some type of school after high school, but that was the given path. And now, see, my kids are loving that too. I don't know if you heard that, but now I'm teaching my kids, I just want you to be happy. So one of them, my 16-year-old, I asked him, what do you want to do after high school? And he said, I want to be an accountant. Daniel, I didn't even know he liked numbers. (laughs) He has a job and at the end of every summer, like his money's gone. I'm like, dude, how you want to be an accountant? Why? He said, because I make a lot of money. And I said, okay, we're going to work on this. What do you really want to do? Oh, I want to be a major league baseball umpire. Okay, well, there we go. And I did. There was a whole nother part of the conversation. But why? Why do you want to do what you want to do? And if your only answer is money, try again. I would love to know what you think. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you're right. Kids are dear to my heart. I do a lot of, I I volunteer and do a lot of, I partner with one of my corporate sponsors where we give back to the community, to our youth here in San Antonio. And a lot of these youth, a lot of these students, they just want to fit in. They want to fit in because they don't fit in. They feel at home. And the reason they feel that sometimes is because the way we talk to them is every child, even we had an imagination as a child, and we lose that imagination because life takes its toll on us. So regardless of what they they might tell us they want to be, encourage them to do it. I made the mistake of doing that because I wanted my son to be a football player, not in band. 
but every kid and you have, you know, you, I know you have more than one, you have a couple of girls, but even though you have two girls in your house, you mother them differently because they have different personalities. So I really want your audience to understand that speak the language of your child, speak the language because they don't have ADD. They're not disordered. They just, they're, they're like me. They're a sapphire. They like to talk. They're active. That's the way they were created by their creator because everybody is unique. And we all have gifts. No one is the same. So I think we hurt our, our youth. And I was I was guilty of this. And what happens is I'm real expressive. I'm outgoing. My son is not. So the more I wanted him to be like me, guess what? It just shut him down. And we need to just be careful of that as parents because they have so much potential inside of them that it's our responsibility to try to extract that out of them. So it's you definitely want to edify and encourage your children and just tell them thank you. Tell them you appreciate it. I want to share this with your audience because I think this is huge. I think as parents, we tell ourselves, I have to go to work. I have to wash the dishes for the kids. I have to wash the kids' clothes. No. I want you to do a mind shift right now and say, I don't have to. I get to wash my daughter's clothes. I get to cut the yard that God blessed me with. I get to go to work because I have a job. I get to take care of my family. I get to be alive today. And I believe when you change your I have to to I get to, I think your life will improve dramatically with that mindset. That was a huge shift for me. And I don't mean to make a joke out of what you just said, Daniel, but another huge shift from the have to's to the get to's was I get to teach my older children how to do those things so that they can learn how to earn. (laughs) Chores, you know, stop expecting. I do believe that we can work towards getting anything we want. But I see so many kids who now just put their hands out and expect, 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 including my three youngest and well, and actually my two oldest too. Listeners, if this is your first episode, I have five kids, four-year-old twins who are boy-girl, a five-year-old daughter, and 13- and 16-year-old sons. And I'm sure I was a little bit of the same way too, but I did grow up quite differently. It seems like a give-me game a lot of the time. Give me, give me, give me, give me. It's like, well, what are you going to learn in order to get that? So my 16-year-old now knows how to cook meals better than I do. He does not burn them, Daniel. (laughs) He can cook a fantastically awesome meatloaf to the point that my husband doesn't even want my meatloaf anymore, which, by the way, when I didn't burn it, was really good. But my 16-year-old can cook a really good meatloaf. (laughs) He does dishes. He does his own laundry. And the 13-year-old, his job is laundry. So I would love, actually, I don't mean this to be a a learn from the kids episode, but I think that the 13 year old is going through a lot of what we as entrepreneurs go through a lot. And actually, he taught me the definition of FOMO, quite literally. I mean, I did not know what it meant until he told me, but he he's popular. And he's always afraid that if he does not accept the invitation of the popular kids, then he will never get asked again. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs get into that same trap as well. It's a fear of missing out. If I don't do it now, I'll never have the opportunity again. And unfortunately, a lot of entrepreneurs drive themselves into deep debt. And 
you know, they get caught up in shiny object syndrome because they're in the scarcity mindset. If I don't do it now, I'll never have that opportunity again. How do you combat that? You know, it's funny you say that because just yesterday we went to Danny Johnson. So we got back from Danny Johnson and really, we, I mean, her conferences are amazing and they're, they're literally all day. I think we were there from nine to 10 on Friday. And then we were there um, on uh, Saturday from 9.30 to 9. And then yet Sunday, we were there from like 9 to 7, 9 to 6.30. But we were there all day. So I got home and um, I had like a message on Messenger. And this guy was talking about a webinar. And then he was kind of persistent. And then when that happens, a lot of times I block him, but I'm trying not to be mean anymore. But he goes, yeah, Daniel, you would love this webinar. So you know what, man? I got so much content that I just came back from a three-day conference I'm going to reflect and really meditate and, and marinate in what I've learned for the rest of the month, maybe the next two month and a half. And uh, he goes, oh, man, he goes, you're being you're so serious. I said, no. And it exactly goes with what you're saying. If if you know what you want in life, you won't allow these people to come into you and, and show you that shiny object, that gold coin that it looks like it's it's the next best thing. There's no such thing as overnight success. There's no such thing as get rich quick. It doesn't exist. But so many of us will get these inboxes or we get these invitations to these webinars and we're chasing all these different courses and all these opportunities. And it's like, no, what I said yesterday in my video is plant a seed, water the seed, fertilize the seed, prune the seed, and then it starts to grow and you water it and you maintain it. And then they grow, it's going to grow. But if you're planting seed after seed after seed, well, if you're not watering your property, it's going to die off. And that's what many of us are doing because we're going, we're not getting the results we want within a month. Uh, this, this crap doesn't work. Let me do something else. And then next thing you know, you you get in the process and the habit of quitting, giving up, quitting, giving up, and you don't even realize it. When if you were just to stay focused on what you want to do and stick to your guns, like my, my primary business is I'm a keynote speaker, corporate trainer, and confidence architect. That's what I do. I'm a keynote speaker, corporate trainer, and confidence architect. And under that, you have, you know, speaking, whether it's to a school or whether it's to a corporation, like I'm going to do this afternoon at two, or whether it's corporate training inside of dealership or whether it's an all-state agency or wherever it's at AT&T. And the confidence architect, it could be business and life coaching, whichever one you want. But it's, that's the umbrella. I don't want to do any other network marketing. I don't want to do, and it just, but some people get offended because they're not mature enough. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm focused. You should be happy for me that I know what I want. <laughs> Does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. So I wasn't sure if I was going to get into this, but I'm just going to share with the listeners that the way that you and I started working together was on your funnel. And I'm going to pick on you for a second, but in, in a loving way. A lot, <laughs> of, a lot of entrepreneurs, and I would have to say that you and I are both guilty of this, think that just getting our funnel built is the magic ticket. You know, we'll get our funnel built and then all of a sudden we're going to have all these leads and we're going to make lots of money. But we forget that the funnel is just one of the pieces. The funnel is sowing the seed and the water, as you were just talking about, is, okay, well, what about the visibility? What are we doing to get out there to drive people to the funnel? And I think a lot of people forget about that. Yes. And sorry, Daniel, I don't mean to pick on you. I know you you were a little bit guilty of that. I know I've been guilty of that, but we can't just put it up. And it's not field of dreams here, people. 
if you build it, they will come. That was a good segue, wasn't it? No. <laughs> we actually do. It's not feel the dreams in, in entrepreneurship. If we build it, they will come if we get out there. And I believe it is our responsibility and actually in Spirit Driven Success, Danny Johnson talks about it, where it's our responsibility to get out there and share our purpose. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because I think um, something that you told me was, okay, get out there and get on podcasts. And I really, I was, but I really wasn't active. And you'd be proud of me this week. Just yesterday alone, I was on two. Today is three. And then I have another one on Thursday, which is four. And then on Friday, I have number five. So it's like... You have five podcasts this week? This week, I have five podcasts. Okay, listeners, I don't know if you realize what that means as far as visibility goes. And I'm going to take from somebody that Daniel and I both know, but let's just imagine that each one of those podcasts has a listenership, and I'm being modest here, of 500 people. So in five hours, now Daniel has reached 2,500 people. I mean, that's the possibility. And who knows who those 2,500 people could share the episodes with. I mean, that could easily just spiderweb out and be visibility to tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people, because all it takes is one, one person to share. And then all of a sudden, bang, there it goes. Yeah. And and I want to share something with that. I want to piggyback. And so I did a live video many, many months ago, and I got an email today, this actually last night, but I read it this morning. Daniel, I just want to tell you, I loved your video. I saw your video on somebody else's Facebook page and it really spoke to me. I just want to say thank you. And I was like, what? I was like, they, I was like, what video was that? Well, this video, I made this video probably like four months ago. So the reason I say that, Kim, is when you put content out there, when it's especially like on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or on LinkedIn, it's floating. It's an endless timeline, especially on, on Facebook, because it just stays out there. And so if you're not doing videos, live videos, or just recording videos and putting live content or video content in general out there, when you join that with podcasts, podcasts are there forever. They're not going to, when I looked at Kim's podcast, you have stuff from many, many months ago that people can go back and listen to. I just received word from iTunes yesterday that they have approved the archive show, which is the first 300 episodes. So it's not just many, many months ago. I mean, it's years ago at this point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, and so. Isn't it crazy to think that somebody could listen to this conversation in 10 years and say, wow, Daniel, you impacted me. Yeah. And I literally like, and, and I, I think I'm God speaking to me through this, Kim, because just this morning I got a text message. I had the email come in this morning and then I had a text message on Messenger that says, you know, I want to say when we spoke the last time on the phone and you prayed for me, it really helped me get my life together. And I was like, I hadn't spoken to this person probably in about three months. You know, it was just kind of like a, it was, you know, whenever I do a, a complimentary discovery session or whatever it is for coaching, you know, I mean, I, I love to help people out. But to hear that 90 days later, three months later, it, it just, you can't put a price tag on that. Mm-mm. So I want to let your audience know there's a time, yes, we all need to make income where this is a business. But I promise you, if you put relationship before profits, the profits are going to more than be there. 
that if you put relationship before profits, you put people before profits, the profits going to be there. I promise you there. Because that's just the way it works. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. Mm. You're sowing, helping people. If you're sowing, carrying that. And I think, I think that's evident of mine in your relationship. If we're going to be honest, Kim, I think there was a couple of times that, you know, you got a little bit frustrated with me, but we learned to work through it and we learned to communicate and I learned to value you. And then that, since I valued you more, you valued me more. And I think our relationship has blossomed because of that, because it's like, what can I do to serve Kim? Instead of saying, what can Kim do for me? Absolutely. Listeners in full transparency. I told Daniel, dude, (laughs) 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 you're not my only client and I'm trying to spend time with kids, but I was just going through a rough time. And I later apologized for the attitude that I gave. And so much has come out of that. (laughs) But I'm like, and Sorry, Daniel, I hope that didn't embarrass you, but I think we all need to learn when that's necessary. And I hope that you've done it in the past and that all listeners learn when to say it. Like, Because one of the things that my husband taught me going back to the reaping and sowing is be the bonsai. We were driving home one day and he says, be the bonsai, baby, because I had a client who just... We are on our way to our first ever soccer game as a whole family of seven. It was for my my soccer player son. And the client starts texting me, Kim, I need you to build a funnel out. And I'm like, okay, when? Right now. I'm like, I am on my way to a soccer match. Well, I'm sure there's got to be a McDonald's nearby. You know, you can get Wi-Fi. I'm like, what? You want me... <laughs> To give up the soccer match where it's the first one with the whole family to go build your funnel? And that's when he told me, be the bonsai, baby. Cut off the weaker branches and let the stronger ones grow. And I know that, you know, when we're working on building our business, we can often think, I can't say that, you know, my business is going to shut down because I express myself and I draw the line and I establish boundaries. But no, you're actually making yourself stronger. Yeah. It's just amazing. It's just amazing when, when you do that. It's just something that I've learned, Kim, is you cannot outgive God. Mm-hmm. And I honestly tell you when I really just, and it's not outgiving him just in just, I'm not talking about financially just, but it, in relationships, when you pour yourself into people, I mean, I'm going to go back to me and you. You, we started off with the funnel and we've done so much other things together, but it's because we've built relationship. And relationship is like building your business. I'll go back to what I kind of mentioned earlier is like as an entrepreneur, we want things to be done today. Now I want my business to be making a hundred thousand now, or even 50,000, whatever your goal is. But if you're not building those relationships and valuing the people, it's not going to happen. You're going to have a lot more learning curves. You're going to have a lot more, you're, you're putting more roadblocks in front of you. And I say that humbly because it's a lesson that I had to learn because going mm-hmm. our business, my mindset was, okay, you got to close the deal today, buy a car today, close the deal today. Come on. That was our mindset, right? They're here. Let's get the deal closed. And that's what that mindset in entrepreneurship was kind of sabotaging me, to be honest with you. Yeah. And you either grow up real quick or you go out of business because I don't care what business you have, whether you're an entrepreneur with a brick and mortar or you're an entrepreneur speaking coaching or you're a podcaster if you do not have sales in your business your business is going to die absolutely 
can I segue this for, well, not actually segue it, but I know you and I are both on LinkedIn and active on LinkedIn. And one of my past clients had an automated LinkedIn software, which by the way, listeners is actually against LinkedIn's terms of service. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, although it's a great tool. Okay. But I was evaluating our LinkedIn strategy. And by our, I mean, my team and my using my LinkedIn account. And Daniel, how many messages would you say you get a, a day from LinkedIn or maybe a week where a new connection just jumps in and tries to get you on a sales call a lot? I would say I get at least, realistically, I would say I get about five to six a week, yeah. maybe more. So I get ideas in the shower all the time or when I'm trying to get to sleep. And this weekend or on Friday, maybe I had this huge idea. I was like, you know, rather than trying to get them on a virtual coffee, get to know you, because a lot of people are cynical of virtual coffees these days because they're like, what is Kim going to try to sell me? And and honestly, wouldn't be anything. I just want to get to know you. I was like, I'm going to try out this new strategy. And I tested it on my list this week. And as my podcast listeners, I will share with you what I shared with the list. But I was like, I am going to offer to share their content. So I sent an email to my list. I want to share your content. That's what the subject line said. And I let them know that if they had a piece of content, video, blog article, podcast episode, anything that would serve my community in the areas of self-care systems or support, here's a form, submit it, and we we will happily share it with my community of 50,000 plus people. And we're not asking you for anything. Like no strings attached. We are not going to pay for it. This is not anything like that. Wow. And the feedback has been amazing. So that was just my list alone. Our social media queue, it's now full and buffer for the next couple of weeks. And now we're going to use it. We're going to take it. And listeners, I would love to know if you try this as well. We're going to take it to our LinkedIn connections, our Twitter connections, like the ones that my personal account is following and to our Instagram connections and do the same thing there too. After we get through all the people who submitted from the list, what content can we share for you? Because people are just dumbfounded by the fact that I'm not asking for anything and I'm yeah. getting to know more about the people. And that's why I love to do the, you know, so I think right now, not for my LinkedIn emails, but from just regular emails, I have a, I probably have about a thousand emails, but I send them everybody. I mean, I put them on a quote. The, the, I send out an inspirational quote every week, and it's nothing. Don't ask for nothing, and you'd be surprised. You know, out of a th- out of the people that I meet, you know, you have you always have your ones and twos that that take me off of it. But when you give them something like that, like I did a I did a quote Monday, and they were like, "Thank you so much for this quote. It made my day." And like when you give value, then they're more open to receive what you have to say to them. Absolutely. Now, Daniel, I want—I have loved every second of this conversation, but I want to be respectful of your time and the listener's time. So can we jump into your book for just a moment, You Were Born to Fly? Can you tell us how that came about? You know, uh, my book, it was just, I didn't think I could do it. I'm going to be straight up honest. I went to a John Maxwell conference to get um, certified as a speaker, coach, and trainer. I went to their school over there in Florida. And I met some authors and I was like starstruck, right? I was like, wow, there was this one guy that was launching his book. And I thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Just really did think that. So I, I kind of came home and didn't really have it in my heart to really 
get a book. I mean, I to write a book, but it, the thought wouldn't leave my mind. So I started looking at that. And one publisher wanted 20,000, another one wanted 15. And by the grace of God, I found somebody that really, really helped me, Mr. Darren Palmer. And um, he's my friend on Facebook and on LinkedIn. And Darren Palmer guided me, coached me. He goes, you're going to write this book. I'm not going to help you. You're going to write it. So with his formula, with his process, I did it. I did. I wrote it in 60 days. And of course, subconsciously, you're thinking like, man, I hope it has, I hope it, it moves people. Well, by the grace of God, it became an internet, it became, a, it became a bestseller and then it became an international bestseller and people love it. They say, Daniel, you know, whenever I need a word of encouragement, I'll go back and reread a chapter of your book or reread your book. Cause it's an easy read. You can read it in, in two days if you put your, your mind to it. And um, I did it. And it's really been a blessing because it's, it's somewhere, it's, it's like I go and I'll give a book and, and somebody will read it. And just the testimonies that I get, how it changed their lives and help improve their thinking. It's just, I say that because if you're some, I believe there's somebody in your audience right now that wants to write a book and they've been scared to think that they don't have anything to bring to the table. Well, let me tell you, your personal story, somebody needs to hear part of that. And then just mix that with your content. And that's what I did. And people love it. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Kim, but I think there was there was a couple of gold nuggets here and there, wasn't there? Just a few. Uh, that was being sarcastic. Yeah, there were a lot of golden nuggets. And we took, <laughs> the, we took the book and we ended up making a workbook out of it so that listeners aren't just reading it. Because Daniel, how many books have you read where you read it, but you didn't really dive in? Several. Mm-hmm. Many books. Yeah. But now there's a workbook. By the way, okay, this is a plug for Daniel because I actually, I just looked up the URL for your landing page. If you want to get a, the free copy of Daniel's book, I'm making a shortened link for you, Daniel, right after we hop off of here. You can go to danielgomezinspires.com forward slash book. Our current slug was too long. We got to rethink that. <laughs> but go to danielgomezinspires.com forward slash book and you can get the ebook version for free of You Were Born to Fly. Sorry to put that into your mouth for you. But I, I would love for you to share with listeners where they can find you online, connect and share their ahas with you. And also listeners, I always invite you because I will share this with Daniel. Head on over to the show notes page at thugkimsutton.com forward slash pp576, where you will find all the links that we have talked about. And you can also leave comments down below and I will share whatever ahas you had with Daniel as well. But Daniel, where can listeners find you online? What's the best place to connect? The best way to connect is just, you can actually Google me. Just put Daniel Gomez Inspires. If you Google Daniel Gomez Inspires, it brings up my LinkedIn. It brings up my uh, Facebook, my Twitter. It brings up everything about me. And if you put Daniel Gomez Inspires on Facebook, I'm at Daniel Gomez Inspires on Facebook. On Twitter, I'm at Daniel Inspires. And then on, uh, on Instagram, I'm at... Daniel Gomez Speaker and Daniel Gomez Inspire. So my website is go to danielgomezspeaker.com and on danielgomezspeaker.com, what I'm going to do for your audience, Kim, is since, you know, you're the founder of my funnel and um, I've been selling it, the the 12 weeks been going for $9.97. What I'm going to do for your audience right now, whoever goes to my website at danielgomezspeaker.com, they click on the 30-day transformational program. They buy that and I'm going to upgrade them for free to the 12 week personal growth program at no additional charge. They're saving over $600. And that's my gift for me to you, for your audience. Wow. 
So listeners, if Daniel, how should they let you know that they listened here if they want that upgrade? Just send you a message? Yeah, just tell them to just just to send me a message on my on my website, DanielGomezSpeaker.com. Okay. Um, just go to contacts and just send me the message. Say, hey, I just purchased your program and I was on um, the Kim's podcast and that's the way I'm going to do it. So that's what I've been doing with other specials that I've been rolling. So just send me a message through my um, speaker website there. So I'll definitely do that for you and I'll upgrade you internally. You just pay this low investment. And then from there, I upgrade you and you get $600 worth of savings. Fabulous. So again, listeners, if you are driving, if you are trying not to burn dinner, head on over to the kimsutton.com forward slash PP576 and you will get the link there. Daniel, as always, it's been absolutely amazing chatting with you. And I know we'll be chatting again multiple times this week. What parting piece of advice or golden nugget do you have for our listeners today? I want them to start looking in the mirror. I want you to start seeing the reflection of who you want to be. The reflection of the potential that you have inside of you that God created you with. And stop looking at the mirror through your past failures, through opinions of other people. I want you to look in the mirror and really see when you look into your pupils and look into your soul, you'll truly see that you can really accomplish what God put in your heart to do. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level. 